Welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. News, culture, sports, politics, and everything else from a theological perspective. It's all summed up in love. What should I do? Tell me God is good. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give me peace. Give me peace. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Hey, welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. Uh, if you're on Google or Apple or Spotify, click subscribe. If you're on YouTube, click the subscribe button, the like button, the comment button, all that kind of stuff. Uh, going to do a couple things today. Um, first thing, going to be like kind of lighthearted a little bit. Uh, just going to got the new update for iOS uh, 14. You're not going to be able to see it very good on my screen. I'm not going to do like a big techie um, update or, or, or review of it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I've I have a a, a decent phone um, plan with T-Mobile, uh, who I've been with for a while, and I'm on the thing called Jump on Demand, and I can get uh, an updated phone every month if I wanted to. I could do it every month. I'm on like some grandfathered plan, uh, so I switch between Apple and and Google phones all the time. Apple and Android. Um, I came from the Note 10 uh, Plus uh, to the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Uh, and I usually get, you know, update my phones every few months. Um, I just like doing that kind of stuff. So I, iOS 14 came out. It's 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 decent. Um, you know, there's there's widgets, um, stuff that that Android has had for a long time. But you know, it's got the side screen that's pretty cool. You can add some widgets. It's got an uh, app library, which is the same thing as an app drawer. Uh, there's some, like I said, some some really cool things that you can do with it. Uh, it's updated. It looks neat. It looks nice. It works good. Um, you know, that's one of the things that Apple has for it is um, that you know their phrase is it just works. It does. Um, if you're into customization, you'd probably like Android better. Um, but you can now customize it a little bit more. It makes it a little more exciting for you. Uh, the thing about Apple that I appreciate, I guess, and the part that was making me laugh today um, on Apple's website. You you can go to all these places. They were going to start rolling out the update. And I'm in Oklahoma. And when I checked the, the website, it said the iOS 14, and it was also for the iPad, uh, is going to roll out at noon, 12 o'clock. Um, so 12 o'clock comes. I'm, I'm at work. Hit my refresh button to go check for software software updates. Nothing happens. So I keep working. 15 minutes later, uh, check again. Nothing happens. Uh you know, 20 minutes later, check again, nothing happens. Not a big deal. I'm working. Um, you know, I'm excited for new updates. I like messing around with technology and stuff, uh, but it's no big deal to me. Um, get a little break at work, start, you know, going on to Twitter and, and some of the tech blogs. And it says, you know, Apple said it's delayed. Uh, it's going to be ready about 2.30 to 4 o'clock or 2.30 to 4.30, somewhere in that window. It's like, okay, not a big deal. So I keep working. I go to lunch, come back. Uh, about 2.30, 3 o'clock, somewhere in there, uh, I hit the software update button on my iPhone, and iOS is there, and you click download, and it installs. It, you know, it took 30 minutes, an hour uh, to install, and I get it, and I get to play with it. And it's, it's Like I said, it's neat. New, new operating systems, new updates are always kind of fun uh, if you're kind of nerdy uh, like I am. And um, it was fun, but the, the part that made me laugh is so many of the people on Twitter and on these tech blogs were like up in arms at Apple for having a update, a software update that they said was going to come out today. It came out today and it was like an hour and a half delayed. Uh, and Apple's updates are a lot different than like Google updates because when, when Android updates something, it not only has to update, but then the carriers have to update and some phones don't get updated at the same time. And sometimes, uh, you know, the Google Pixel phones will get updated first. And then if you're on, um, you know, uh, 
T-Mobile, you might get a later update than if you're with a different carrier, if you're with AT&T. Um, Apple pushes their updates out to all the phones that are able, and this was from iPhone 6 and up. So iPhone 6, 7, 8, 10, and 11. Um, all those phones are getting the update, and, and all the iPads are getting the update, and it's being pushed out at the same time, and people are complaining because it's an hour and a half delayed. Like, it, it, like do, are, do we have to complain about every single thing in, in, in life? A, a phone was just got, got a new update, and it's got some cool stuff on it, and it's fun to play with. And I get, I get it. You get excited. And I get you watch the the presentations and you want it, but really, like, oh, Apple, why do you do this to us? Oh, I can't believe how you make promises that you can't keep. Uh, you, you got the update. Uh, go play with it. It's cool. Uh, but it is a cool update. If you haven't updated your phone yet, it, like I said, it's got some cool little tweaks. Uh, nothing really changes, and I think that's kind of what Apple does. They try to keep things the same, um, and, and when they make sort of changes like this, it's... It's cool, but it really doesn't change your experience. Um, again, I, I appreciate Apple for what they are. Uh, the Note, the Note series are probably my favorite phones of all time, uh, and I like those just because of the 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 Note stylus that you can use and the fact that you can customize just about anything you want to. Uh, and so both both operating systems have their their benefits. Um, I, I'm I'm with Apple now because I got the iPad Pro and I got a Mac, and like I said, they all work good together. So that's kind of why I'm on the iPhone right now. So if you haven't got the update, it's a good one. Uh, like I said, cool stuff, cool widgets, um, some cool little tweaks like on your messaging app, you can now pin um, some conversations to the top so you don't have to scroll through to find you know your wife or your kids and stuff like that. And I would show it to you if it looked better in the camera. Um, but again, you can watch other tech videos that will show you what it can do. But it's a cool update. Uh, I just was laughing at how many people were complaining and whining and upset about the fact that it was an hour late. You know, I know when I was doing uh, when I was on Android, I would wait sometimes months to get an update that had been pushed out. So uh, I think with updates and stuff, I think Apple does it right. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about um, is I don't know if you've if you've depending on how old you are and if you follow politics and I I, I follow politics and I really don't like it because it's divisive um, because it's. It's a sh it's turned into a show. Um, nobody cares about the truth. Nobody really wants to work to solve problems. They just want to work to maintain power and and get their base riled up and make money and all that stuff. And and you know every once in a while they'll come together and do something good. But it's just politics. Like I said, it's interesting, but it's it's frustrating because there are some problems that can be fixed really easily. But it seems like nobody wants to fix it. So um, one of the things that has made me laugh about politics is not just the politicians uh, and what they do, but the way the media covers it. Uh, and I don't know if you remember when George W. Bush was running for president, uh, his first term, he picked Dick Cheney uh, as his vice presidential uh, nominee he was running. Uh, and on the Sunday shows, the Sunday news shows, after he made the pick, it was like there was a, a memo went out saying, hey, we're going to describe this pick with a single word. And if you, again, if you remember this, you'll remember the word. If you remember that time, it was gravitas. 
You know, this this pick by George Bush really shows that he added some needed gravitas to the to his ticket. You know, you have George Bush and Dick Cheney and Dick Cheney had had some experience and did some things in Washington. Uh, George Bush really hadn't. And so the pick of the pick of Dick Cheney added some serious gravitas. And it was not it was on ABC and NBC and and and, and CBS and and all the news shows were like gravitas. And they, they pounded that word home for almost a week. And, and it's like. Where did they come up with that word? I mean, I know what the word means, and if you want the definition, it's dignity, seriousness, or solemnity of manner. So what Dick Cheney added was some seriousness to the ticket because George Bush was a cowboy, and George Bush wasn't that smart, and George Bush was a buffoon, and George Bush had a checkered pass, and Dick Cheney was going to add the seriousness to it. So they added that word, that gravitas word, and every one of them was saying it, and it, there's no doubt that they probably, I don't know, back then at phones, text, maybe on the, you know, whatever. Hey, did you know we need to use gravitas to talk about Dick Cheney? Yeah, it's a good word. Let's use it. Um, I, I doubt very Now, it, it would have been different if like, there was one Sunday show and one analyst used that word and then somebody else heard it and said, ooh, that's a good word. I'm going to use it. And then someone else heard it and they said, ooh, that's a good word. I'm going to use it. It's not what happened. Every one of them used it at the same time, basically the same time. And it just, it was pretty, pretty evident that the media talk to each other and said, this is the word we're going to use. Um, and, and it hasn't stopped. It's actually gotten worse since then, um, that the media, you know, I'll say colludes, they work together uh, to, to, to push an agenda, to push a story, to frame a story the way they want to. Uh, there, there's a, there was an actual um, list called the journal list. And it was just a group of journalists that would share, hey, let's cover stories this way. Let's talk about this this way. Let's not cover this that way. Let's really attack this guy. Let's really not attack this person. And so they use that list to push stories, to, to coordinate the message that they're going to push out. Again, not, not the most ethical thing in the world. And then if you want to go even further, if you go to the 2016 presidential campaign when it was Trump uh, versus Clinton, before Trump was the nominee, and, and if you go to WikiLeaks, you can read these emails. Um, major media networks, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, Post, Washington Post, New York Times, all the mainstream uh, media networks, uh, it, was prove, it was proven that there were email exchanges between the Democratic National Committee, the Hillary Clinton campaign, and these news organizations and these reporters saying, we need to cover this story to make Hillary Clinton look good. Uh, we need to frame this story to make Donald Trump look bad. Um, we want to make sure that you're aware that this story is going to come out, and so here's the way that we should respond to it because it might make might, might, might make Hillary Mike might make Hillary look bad. And that's these 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 were emails that went out showing that there was collusion, actual collusion between media members who are supposed to be objective and the arbiters of truth and 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 just give us the facts. Media members from major networks and the, the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign. And it just was like so odd to me. I mean, it, we know that it happens. We know that Fox is right-wing, and they're going to push stories in, in, in a, in a right-wing way to help the Republicans. And we know that every other network is left-leaning, and they're going to push stories to help the Democrats. But you would at, you at, at least had the naive hope that they weren't framing stories, that they weren't 
holding back stories or pushing stories to frame a narrative, but that's what they were doing. And the most disappointing uh, thing about that to me, and I've shared my journalism ex- or, or sto- my journalism class story a few episodes ago, um, the, the thing that was frustrating to me and, and upsetting to me was when this happened, when WikiLeaks came out and showed that there was collusion, showed that journalists and networks were working with a presidential campaign to try to push a narrative that they wanted to. And there's even emails that show that they even tried to frame the Republican national, the Republican primaries to make sure that Trump was the nominee because he would be the easiest one to beat for Hillary Clinton, which didn't work out very well, obviously. Um, but after these WikiLeaks came out, after these emails came out and it showed that there was collusion, not one person was fired. Not one person offered a mea culpa. Not one person apologized. Not one network president came on and said, we're going to do better. We can't do this. We have to be objective for the American people. We're the, we're, the, we're, we're the press. We're part of the First Amendment, and we have a responsibility to the American people, and we shouldn't be doing what we just did. Not one person did that. Not one person um, apologized. Not one, no heads rolled, which obviously should have happened, but it didn't. And it continued. You, you know, we can talk about fake, you know, pushing fake news. The mainstream media has pushed uh, a Russia collusion, Ukraine problems. They, 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 they dove into um, the post office thing. Uh, they talked about Legos and, you know, it just the things that they, the, the things that they do is, are just ridiculous um, and kind of sad. And they continue to do it. They continue to collude. They continue to frame narratives and push narratives. And it's just silly. And the, the, the godsend or the blessing of social media, even though it's a cesspool sometimes, even though Twitter is just horrible sometimes, at least it allows people who know the truth and know that things are being false and know that we're pushing false stories, they can come out and say, wait a second, wait a second. That's not true. That's not what he said. There's another part of the quote that you're leaving out, or there's another part of the sentence that you left out, and you're trying to frame a narrative again, and let's talk about that in all honesty. And again, both sides do it, and it's ridiculous. But I was blown away that this happened. Not blown away, but it just is almost silly to me. So this this is, and I think this will work. I'm going to try to put a picture up here if you're watching on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, if you're not, um, I'll uh, I'll try to explain what the picture is. Uh, but this is a tweet from Jamel Hill. And if you follow her on Twitter, like you don't need to because it's not worth anything. Uh, if you don't follow her, don't because you don't need to. Um, but there's a picture that uh, Corrine Jean Pierre. Um, her her tweet is it says the Tims T I M B S and there's a picture of uh, Kamala Harris coming out of an airplane wearing some Timberlands some boots um, and she's walking and of course the press took the greatest pic you know made it look really good and really uh, you know really professional and, and you know almost like a Hollywood uh, you know photo uh, and then Jabelle Hill says this has got to become a thing every time Senator Harris deplanes she oughta she gotta come through with something I suggest Iverson question mids the next trip um and then there's another picture that they had um it's a, a davis and yahoo finance yahoo finance um uh had the picture and it says kamala harris may have made timberland boots cool again and they have a picture of her uh kind of surveying some damage from some fires uh and then this davis guy i don't know davis hunsinger don't know who he is but he goes kamala harris 
VP nominee standing in wildfire destruction and devastation devastation shoes. Uh, and then one more real quick. It's this one. Uh, now she's coming. This was the, a few days ago. She's coming off the plane. And the Huffington Post says Chuck Taylors were trending for hours after vice presidential candidates sported the look in Milwaukee. And it says, like a boss. Twitter users are raving about Kamala Harris's campaign uh, and that she sported this look in Milwaukee. And that's what we're talking about is her shoes. That, that's, that's what they're going to push. And these are journalists pushing this. If you can go look at it, very now once the journalists started pushing this, then you have the lemmings. Oh, she's so cool. Oh, the shoes, the shoes, the shoes. It's amazing. It's wonderful. But this wasn't some like grassroots thing where someone spotted her wearing Chuck Taylors and they decided, hey, let's push this out. You know, oh, look how cool that is. And just regular normal people started talk, you know, tweeting about it or talking about it. And then the media picked up on it. This was a media manufactured thing from the beginning. And you can't tell me it's not. You can't tell me that this is this blows my mind that they're going to do this again. And the worst part about it is to me is not that they're doing it, but they're pushing her shoes. This is the vice presidential nominee. This is a lady that, if we're going to be honest, Joe Biden, his mind is not all there. If you've seen some, some of, I know Trump just had an interview thing on 2020, and you know he's Trump. He is what he is. But at least he sits there and asks answers questions from people who obviously were plants in that interview in that uh, town hall, and and he he sits there and answers them. At least I don't like his answers sometimes, but he answers and he he, he can you know talk and talk back and and have a conversation. Joe Biden can't even keep a conversation when he has a teleprompter in front of in front of him, and he's. Really Really having some some issues with talking. So Kamala, Kamala Harris, I'm saying her name wrong. Senator Harris um, is is a heartbeat away from the presidency, and she even had a, a a flub where she said a Harris Biden campaign, and then Joe Biden said the same thing. He messed it up. He said a Harris Biden. It's Biden Harris. Biden is the presidential nominee. Harris is the vice presidential nominee. But she's, I mean, it's fairly obviously that she's going to be fairly important in this. Um, and what do they push? What 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 is the what is the media rallying around? What are they what are they pushing? Her shoes. Not her record as the California Attorney General, which was abysmal. Not her record as a senator, because there's really not a whole lot there to push. And definitely not her performance in the Democratic primaries. She, she was horrible. Nobody liked her. Nobody in the Democratic field or the Democratic primaries even voted for her. She was near the bottom of all the time. So what the media decides they're going to do is they're going to create a, a, a viral thing that happens with 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 Senator Harris and hey we're going to we're going to notice her shoes. We're not going to talk about her career as attorney general. We're not going to talk about her career as a senator. We're not going to talk about her performance in in the primaries. We're definitely not going to talk about the fact that she called Joe Biden a racist and a sexual abuser and then tried to laugh it off like, "Hey, I was just lying. It was a debate." We can't talk about that. So what are we going to do? We're going to we're going to Hollywood her shoes up. That's what we're going to do. And it's, it's amazing to me that they're doing it again. It's amazing to me that it's obviously manufactured. It's amazing to me that, you know, they, they, they're, okay, you're going to walk down the plane. You know they're talking to each other. Hey, you're going to walk down the plane. And when you do, take a big, deep stride. And we'll take a bunch of pictures. We'll pick out the best picture that makes you look the greatest. And your shoes are going to be front and foremost. And then we're going to have Jamel Hill. And then we're going to have Yahoo Finance. And then we're going to have all these other media places 
push out the picture and say, oh, it's trending. And then we're going to have Twitter make sure that it's trending on the top topics so then it can kind of start this viral thing. It's not really viral. It's fake viral. But we're going to push it so then we can talk about your shoes. And it's just dumb. It's just idiotic. Shoes. That's what we're talking about. And there's a couple uh, on Twitter on a couple places I was like saying, yeah, that's what we're doing now. We're going to talk about her shoes, not her stances on anything, not her policies, not her accomplishments, her shoes. That's what we're talking about. Shoes. Good job. Uh, you know, it's going back to the gravitas thing. We're going to push, we're going to take one word and push it out there. Now we're going to focus on her shoes and it's just silly. Uh, and, and the good part is, I say good part. The one thing is at least it's transparent to people, at least because of social media, people can see how it started. People can see what's going on and you, it's going to happen again in the next couple of days. She's going to be wearing some air Jordans or, you know, some, some hurt me boots or something. And people can be like, Oh my gosh, look at her choice of, of style. And, and it's amazing that it always, when it comes to Democrats, there it's always style. It's always beauty. It's always wonderfulness. And then when it comes to some Republican woman who, or, 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 or yeah, Republican woman, uh, I was going to say, you know, Melania Trump or some Senator or something that's wearing something who look at, she's wearing these expensive shoes. How dare she look at that coat she's wearing? How could she wear that? It's always the opposite. And, and the media really needs to stop doing this kind of stuff and really get back to what they're supposed to do, which is tell the truth and not push idiocy and, and not push this, this ridiculousness. It'd be one thing if they were pushing the story like, Hey, did you know, uh, you know, Senator Harris was responsible for a program that feeds, you know, 1 million children every year. Let's push that. Hey, did you know that, uh, you know, Senator Harris is responsible for prison reform, which she's not. She did a whole bunch of really bad things when she was attorney general, but push things that are accomplishments, not her shoes. And then if you're one of the journalists that are pushing her shoe story, is that what you went to college for? Is that what you went and, 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 and studied for? Is that what you dreamed of doing when you were a journalist? Is I can't wait to get on Twitter and push uh, uh, you know, someone's shoes as the main story of the day and pretend that it's viral when it's not. Um, you know, it's just to me, it's just sad. And so I, when I saw that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. The media's at it again. They, they collude. They talk to each other. They frame stories the way they want to frame them, uh, and it's just it's just ridiculous to me on both sides, right and left. Now I'm talking about the left here. Um, you know, you could criticize people for things, and that's that's the worst part about this to me is the media has a job to do, and they're failing, and they're failing miserably. Um, you know, and they don't ask tough questions to people. They don't. They don't. You know. Hound people the way they're supposed to. And I have. I wish they would. I have. I have no problem with people going hard on the president. I have no problem with people, you know, going after him and making him ask answer questions over and over and over again, and ask him about the results, and ask him about what he did, and ask him why he did it, and ask him why he's going to pass this policy, and ask him why he's going to do something. Um, but do it for the for the for Biden as well. Do it for Harris as well. Uh, and the media, like I said, I, I'm not on the train where the media is the enemy. Well, I, I wasn't on the train where I thought the media was the enemy of the people like Trump had said. But believe it or not, again, I'm not a big Trump guy, but he's right. He's 100 percent right. Um, you know, his press secretary, um, Michaela. Oh, what's her name? I don't know. You know, his press secretary, the blonde headed girl. That's how much I, I pay attention. Uh, she's savage. And, and here's the worst part. She had a press conference today. And at the end of it, she takes the media to task. Why? Because they asked about masks. They asked about COVID. They asked about a whole slew of things, which they should. But not one person in the media thought it was important to ask 
the press secretary for the president of the United States about the historic Middle East peace deals that are going on. And when I say historic, historic. Uh, I, I trust them as far as I can throw them. Uh, I, I know that you're dealing with people in the Middle East who have different ideas and different ideals and different beliefs than we do. But the fact that there are some things going on when it comes to moving the embassy to Jerusalem, getting the United Arab Emirates and, and some other countries to recognize Israel, and then all of a sudden Saudi Arabia might, and all these things are going on. These are historic. And, and you could even say, as since this is theological pipe, some of it is biblical. This is an amazing, amazing thing that's going on. I know it's in the infancy. I know it just happened. I know it could be broken at any time, but this is historic. And and she came out and said, hey, you know what's funny? It's here we are. We just had a press conference. Not one of you asked me about the deal, about the, the peace deal. Not one of you asked me about this. If this, if she even said, if this was the Obama White House, you all would have asked about it and been touting it as some great achievement. But because it's Donald Trump, we're not going to do it. And that's a problem. I think that's one of the biggest problems uh, that is going on is that, you know, if you don't like the guy, you still have to give him props when he does something right. Uh, you know, if you don't like the guy, you still have to give him, uh, you know, an attaboy when something amazing happens. And, and I'm sorry, Middle East peace, uh, even if it's just small steps, there's still steps. Uh, and, and so that's, that's just, the media's got to do better. Um, um, it's, it's just got to do better. That's, that's just it. And so, um, you know, put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. My pipe went out, so I have to restart it. Um, but hey, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Money's got to be the shoes. 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 You sure it's not the shoes?